Hi, everybody. I'm Wendy Murdoch, and this is Webinars with Wendy. As you know, we have been doing a series of webinars for almost two years now, and I think this is number 265 or 66. Um, it's really great to bring you all this a wide variety of information. I get great comments from everybody. We love getting comments. So when you go to the Surefoot Equine YouTube channel and you like a webinar, just pop a comment in there. And if you have any questions, we're happy to answer them. Um, today, my guest is Dr. Julie Vargas from Spy Coast Farm, and I'm so excited because we're going to go on a tour today. I don't think we've done that before. So yeah. So welcome, Julie. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. No, Wendy, I thank you for having us and for having us uh, come on and talk to your, um, to your comrades and to your people. I'm really excited about this opportunity because I feel like folks that will spend time with their horses on the Surefoot or that will do these uh, these these extracurricular things we ask them to do? They're really um, they're engaged um, and they're they're wanting this information. So I'm excited to show you guys what we what we have here. I'll run you through kind of just an overview of how this um, is going to work. If that and, works, and for can you, you just Wendy? give us a bit of your background? Like, have you been mm -hmm. horse crazy all mm -hmm. your life, and where'd you mm. go to vet school? <laughs> Horse crazy all my life. Yes, check. Um, yep, that is for sure. As I'm sure 99.5% uh, of all the people that would be watching this um, are. And um, so I knew forever and ever that I wanted to do, um, I loved medicine. I didn't know if that was going to take me into the human field or into the horse field. I knew it wasn't going to be dogs and cats. I love them. I have them, but um, that wasn't going to be what it was going to be. Um, so probably, uh, you know, horse crazy riding in the barn and always, um, you know, vet school just seemed like the right path. I went to university of Georgia. I'm from Georgia. Oh, okay. And, um, so, you know, we have a, we have a really good vet school there and I did my undergraduate in animal science and, um, and then continued on. And, uh, they, I, I loved the vet school there. We got to track. And, um, and since I really knew all I wanted to do was equine, I just from the get-go, I didn't really take a lot of small animal stuff. So that's, uh, the, my dog goes to a small animal veterinarian. So I don't, um, I don't mess around with that, with what I don't know. Um, but I know horses and I really enjoy horses. And so um, I knew, you know, a Mecca for that was going to be in Lexington, Kentucky. So um, I looked at a few hospitals here and one of the biggest and, uh, and best in, in the town is Rudin Riddle. And I went there for um, a hospital internship. And then I graduated in the Great Recession and oh. there were no jobs, you know, 2009. And really there was very few wow. um, jobs in the thoroughbred industry. And I didn't really have a good path from my outset there. And so really the opportunity that opened itself was Ford Horse. And they really were pretty uh, recession resilient. They didn't feel that in 2009, like, uh, like the thoroughbred industry did here. And um, I joined a practice, equine services down in Wellington, Florida. And um, I had a really great experience and I bebopped all over and did the shows and, and got to interface a lot with these horses and what they needed to do to get into the ring. Um, and that was a lot of travel. And so that is tough over time. And so um, at that point, too, I kind of had an interest 
and um, alternative medicine and, um, and went and got my acupuncture certification at uh, Chi Institute down in Florida. Oh, great. Yeah. Shout out to them, man. They do a stellar job. They really do an, a great job of integrating um, TCVM into our Western approach so that East, East meets West and all combined. They did a really impeccable job. Um, a lot of hands-on and again, they track isn't it's perfect. You know, I could just focus on the equine stuff that I knew I wanted to do and have a passion for. And so I started to integrate that into the sport horse practice. Um, also then eventually got, um, chiro- or min- medical manipulation, um, is what we technically can call it. Cause I'm not a human chiropractor first. You have to first be a human chiropractor and then could go oh. on to do animals to be considered, um, a veterinary chiropractor. Um, so I'm uh, medical manipulation certified also um, through Dr. Carla. So Dr. Carla Pastor down in Reddick, Florida, also incredible, um, has a wonderful program. So I got certification with that. Oh, there. She's a big surefoot pan, uh, fan. She has. Yeah, oh, I bet, man. She <laughs> would be. And that's anyhow, you just see how like-minded folks, it's just, it's, it all kind of comes to, it comes together really nicely. So, um, and then. Um, uh, anyhow, then I had an interesting detour and um, we all get a little overloaded in our career. And I think this is an interesting plug for just saying, sometimes you need to take some time off. And I did. And I was at that point in my career and um, I took a, a two year sabbatical and I uh, lived in Japan. Um, oh, wow. With my husband. So my husband works for Toyota and there was an opportunity to live in Toyota City. And um, and I was pregnant. and. Um, equine medicine is tough when you're pregnant and gonna have kids and um so it really offered a good opportunity um to do something different and honestly I think if and you know for two years I didn't touch a horse I don't know how that's gonna go over (laughs) but no it's okay it's okay you know yeah I mean that happens in our lives and there's a lot of people Mm -hmm. where they've had children and things and had to take Mm -hmm. a break from horses yeah yeah and I think emotionally you just you're so you know, into this thing, I think if I had halfway taken myself out, it would have been, it wouldn't have been right. And I think that that time let me reset and, um, and then really dive in afterwards. And that's kind of when this opportunity opened up um, shortly thereafter, I came back and I was doing, um, I was doing work predominantly, actually just acupuncture in Cairo, kind of back and forth, um, helping out um, uh, some folks in Wellington back up in Lexington kind of all over. And, um, and then this opportunity opened up to stay in one place and then to really, uh, you know, this rehabilitation center to integrate everything I loved into one thing. I, it just, anyhow, blew my mind. It all worked together. And it's, uh, it's I'm going to awesome show you guys what we've got going on. It's come really together cool. like that. And you wind mm-hmm. up exactly in like the perfect sweet mm-hmm. spot, isn't it? It's yep. really cool. And I, and you know, I tell everyone, yeah, like right before I moved to Japan, I had like the worst 30th birthday of my life. Like I, I wasn't working. I was pregnant. I'd worked all my life to be a veterinarian and I was moving to a foreign country. And I think I cried like the entire day. It was really a terrible birthday. And then, you know, just, but it's perspective. And I think everybody needs to realize like that you're going to have those times and you're going to think I just, I've lost it all, but then you don't realize that the, you know, there's a rainbow at the end of the storm that we've got going on out here. So. 
But it's Anyhow. so cool. And this is one of the things I love about the webinars is to kind of dive into people's backgrounds a little bit because mm -hmm. so many people watching them, you know, either have been with horses and had to let them go or, you know, mm -hmm. and there's, we all have different mm -hmm. circumstances, but we keep kind mm -hmm. of coming back to it. And so it's a fantastic yeah. story. How was it living in Japan yeah. for two years? Did you learn? Wow. It was so cool. I <laughs> was like, okay, I, We'll learn this language. I went through vet school and I like, you know, got to be smart enough to like do this. And I actively, I actively studied for two years. I mean, I tried and I am abysmal. Like it's, it is really tragic. It's a very difficult language, but so much I learned about the culture and you learn that through the language and trying and like, I tried. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I can say like five things barely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of us have language apt. I don't have language aptitude and I've traveled all over Europe and I can't speak a word of anything. So yeah. I totally yeah, I know you're right. It totally is. I mean, all of our European friends over there. They were, yeah, actually they had difficult, they had difficulty as well with Japanese. It is so different. It was very yeah. different. It was a tough language, but it was good. Lots of, lots Great. Of good so what are we going to talk about today? Yeah. So, all right. First, I'm just going to kind of, um, I've got a video that um, I'm going to show you guys and just kind of an overview of Spike Coast Farm. So many of you are probably familiar um, with it and, and some may not be. So I think it'd be nice to get an overview of the farm and kind of our genesis here. Um, it's a testament and, and just a, to kind of the, in, uh, the entrepreneurial spirit of Lisa Lurie, our, um, our founder, our CEO, our, every, our boss. Here, um, what she's put together here is really outstanding. And so I'll kind of go over um, that. And then we're going to go out into the barn. And now we're going to see some of the fun tools that I use. Okay. So we'll go over all the stuff. I've got a shout out for um, Chelsea is a fourth year vet student. And she's going to give me a hand here. <laughs> and she's going to be our technical support and all that. So um, but first, we'll, uh, yeah, you want a little overview of Spycoast? How about, how about awesome. that? Okay. Okay. So I'm going to share my screen here. And um, Chelsea's good. This is real high tech, guys. You guys are watching my computer. <laughs> so I'm just going to walk you through what you see. So this is our farm. It's on 800 acres in central Kentucky. I mean, look at that. It's, it, is, it is gorgeous. This is going way too fast. So let me just go back here and kind of dive into the start of all of this, which is which is really breeding in America. And, you know, that is where I think it was so cool. Um, you know, Lisa's daughter rode with Shane Sweetnam and, um, you know, she's looking around and she's saying, why are all of these people, why do we take our mares over to Europe to breed them? Why, why do we go over to Europe to buy these horses? Why do we not do that here in the U.S.? So, and, you know, there's the genesis and it starts with, you know, a handful of horses and then everybody's like, yeah, it starts with one or two. And then what it ends up like, I think we're breeding like 40 or 50 um, right now. And there we have a veterinarian that does all of the breeding, uh, Dr. Modesty Burleson. Um, so she does mares and foals. So there's 400 acres on the other side of Newtown and that's where mamas and babies are. Wow. And then um, we have 400 acres over here. And then the other thing, and it may have touched on it, was that we offer um, embryo transfer and ICSI, intracytoplasmic sperm injection. So, you know, and that is, uh, let's, I mean, if you're, 
if if you've got a mare and we have, I think one of the nicest aspects of that is their uterus. There is actually something that you can do with them in the interim. You can't always do something um, with your, your geldings. So I, that's kind of something that we will have a lot of here, horses rehabbing. And then they'll come in and uh, Dr. Burleson will check them. We'll do, can do embryo transfer, ICSI procedure um, and set them up with recipients or breed them. Um, so this is some of the young horse training. Um, we offer CEM quarantine. Um, if you're familiar, that's contagious equine metritis. Um, oh, and that is, uh, that is something that um, if you're you know, bringing a horse over from Europe, then you might have to do, uh, or you will have to do it if it's a mare or a stallion um, going over. It's a venereal transmitted disease. So we have, um, we have uh, the ability for that. Um, I actually think I had an even, um, hang on, I have an even longer video that we can, that it will show more. That was a very brief. So, um, sorry, getting back would we'll do this one. Okay. Um, so then we've got, uh, CEM. So that's a quarantine part of the facility that we have. Um, we're going to go right through this again. Here's really beautiful facilities. Um, this is a better aerial view. I mean, wow, like it's a lot of land, um, but we are in central Kentucky and that's something that we're afforded. Um, we have two other farms as well that some people may be familiar with and try on North Carolina. And then we also have another one um, in Wellington. Try on really we use, um, actually we use for our young horses, um, going down for showing and then Wellington um, Shane Sweet and Sweet Oak Farm is down there. So here's about ET and ICSI that I was talking about that we'll do with these um, a lot of times with these horses in rehab. Um, so we offer guidance with breeding registration, inspections and testing. Um, right now we have horses with the um, North American Stud Book, um, previously with the Belgium World Bloods. Um, and uh, here's a little bit more about CEM. We can just skip through that um, a little bit. Rehab and fitness, since you guys are going to get all that, we won't, um, we won't waste our time there. We have a farrier on site. Jason Hill is amazing. Um, we keep him very busy. Then, you know, when our horses are about two years old, they come over to our training center um, and we have a whole um, young horse training division. And so those horses are anywhere from two years old and, you know, this is a horse doing groundwork and then all the way up to five, six, seven years old and jumping and training um, and going over to shows, getting exposure and they're all, you know, for sale, come on over, we'll, we'll, we'll load you up. But um, that's, uh, that's just some of the, the things that are here on this farm and it, uh, it just continues to grow. We have an education center now, which isn't on this, uh, this particular video, but is also pretty um, outstanding, a great resource to bring together um, the best minds and to have uh, a spot where we can, you know, have the horse and we can have, you know, folks fly in for, for training sessions, veterinary CE, uh, you know, technician programs, all, all sorts of, uh, all sorts of different things, so. Anyhow, it's a little bit about Spy Coast and then um, as a whole, and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll take I, it I away. I had no idea that you were that big that and into that many. Huge. Uh, it's huge. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. 400 acres. It's used. Never mind. 800 mm -hmm. acres, especially in Kentucky. Yeah. And yeah. so, so breeding, 
training, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, quarantining. Stallion services. So stallion stallions services. also, we stand seven stallions. Yep. And are, you, and have a whole are book you in of charge of all, all of those facilities? Or no. you, okay, good. <laughs> no. So yeah, listen. But you know who, who who is is actually our other veterinarian, and she's sweating. But like, yeah, she um, has to deal with a lot of us. But then, obviously, Lisa Lore is very invo- involved as the owner and operator. So I mean, she's also very involved in this operation. It takes a lot of minds, a lot of people, um, and a good team to kind of come together and make this is make this, this work. Lisa um, had as a as a dream that she's been able to bring to fruition. I mean, this is. Yeah. Uh, I think just, that could be a whole nother webinar you can yeah. have with Lisa and the genesis of Spikos, right? I think um, I think that there was probably some organic offshoots that occurred as you you know you have this breeding program and you have these babies. Well, okay, nobody okay in the thoroughbred industry you can have weanlings or um, even yearlings you can sell them off pretty quickly now in, in the sport horse industry nobody's buying, you know not many folks out there are buying yearlings and yearlings they really want them proven so then you know naturally kind of evolves into a training program and so those horses go into um, at two years actually a year after their yearling year they come into the training program And um, so that was, I'm sure, but again, Lisa would have to, you know, there's, like I said, she's an entrepreneur as well. So a lot of this was seeing opportunities and just saying, why isn't anybody doing that? And then just doing it. How Um, how old is Spycoast Farm? How long has it been around? So Spycoast has been around, you're asking long that that hasn't been here around, but at least 15 years. Oh, okay. It's going to be longer than that. And I should know the answer to that exactly, okay. but I don't. So, so I've been here three. It didn't so get born yesterday at this size. It's been gradually growing. Exactly. <laughs> yes, you're right. Exactly. It has been growing over um, lots of time. And then there's been these offshoots yep, as well okay. that have come, oh, there you are. You're back. come to be. Yeah. Sorry, I lost my. All right. And here. so so your primary role then at Spy Coast is defined as? So a sport horse veterinarian. So you know, I'm going to be, I'll be over at Young Horse um, sometimes with just uh, basic uh, lameness issues or um, general care in our Young Horse. Um, We have lameness in our foals sometimes too, I'll go over um, if that's the case. Um, And then oversight here at the Rehabilitation Center. So So how many horses horses at any one time? At any one time. Well, okay. So we have stalls in the rehab facility for 32 and then, you know, over the entire farm, it ranges, I'd say it can fluctuate between three to 400 that could be on this farm at any one time. So, um, you know, really Dr. Burleson and I tag team a lot and she, you know, has really got the moms and babies is her specialty. And then mine is as they get older um, and more, and I do uh, dentals. I do the dental care as well, as well. And, um, and then the sports medicine, but um, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, we have to work together well, for sure, because this is a lot to cover. We actually also have a veterinary intern that lives on the farm um, and they get a really neat perspective because they um, get some warm blood breeding. Dr. Burleson also has a farm where she does thoroughbred breeding as well. So you get thoroughbred, warm blood breeding, very different if anybody's yeah. familiar with the two. And then um, in the afternoons is here in the rehab center with myself or we're over at Young Horse um, with the, with the young horse training division. 
Um, I, you know, every day is different. I uh, not a single day that's been the same. It's got to be a, a really exciting job because there's there's so many different uh, aspects to it. And just for, mm-hmm. for people who don't know that all thoroughbreds have to be live cover, whereas sport mm-hmm. horses can be in bird transfer or um, yeah. Um, so many things i know we have this whole crazy uh, yeah ICSI that i was talking about procedure where they just need one little egg and one little sperm and that's our little test tube baby so wow. you know, awesome. mm-hmm. crazy stuff crazy stuff but yeah can be very different so then the um so really then you know kind of the interesting thing i think over here in the rehab and maybe this is a good time to kind of go over before we go out there is that um you know, I don't, I am not an outside veterinarian. I don't see any of these horses outside of the rehab facility. So the goal here is collaboration. So your team or your home veterinarian, you know, gives me a call or we, we accommodate you through our website. They, they say, you know, my horse has this issue and maybe your vet has lined up and they know exactly what they want that horse to get. And it's just our job to put that into action. Mm-hmm. Um, others say, Hey, what do you recommend? Here are the, here are the images, here are the things that my horse has. Um, what do you guys recommend to your facility? Um, but really my, you know, my favorite thing to do is, is to collaborate, is to get all of the, the, the minds in a room. Cause you know, really even the history that I get is going to be kind of limited, kind of 2d. I think, you know, really the, that veterinarian with the history has got so much more intuition about the case and and that's where the the horse has to go back to when they're healed right when they're ready to go back so um you know there's really that um that time to get and then you know maybe the cases the horse is coming from somewhere else and they need um you know podiatry specialist we have lots of those in the area and so we're going to work with um some of the veterinary podiatrist barriers in the area um, maybe they're, they're coming here for, um, internal med- for internal medicine surgery, Got, get a lot of post-operative cases yeah. to work with a lot of the surgeons in the area, even colic post-operative. I mean, think about like, I don't know any of you that have had a C-section out there and like had your abdominals just cut in half. And then, I mean, it is a, you know, the healing process and that is, wow, it's major. And the, you think about the and all of that weight on that incision afterwards that there's really you know we don't think about rehab after colic surgery but it's a thing if you're if you have a sport horse um that's a true story um yeah you so know i can remember um, matador which is dating me after his colic surgery always had a different mm-hmm. shape to his abdomen interesting right yeah totally i mean that's uh that's a major deal uh musculoskeletal injuries um and, uh, and issues, uh, surgeries. Um, we get a lot of neurologic cases. We'll talk about those, um, for sure, because, um, we actually, and we work a lot. Um, and just because Dr. Burleson and myself both did internships, um, through Root and Riddle and we, um, have a good working relationship there, but also have a working relationship with Haggard and, um, Kentucky Equine Hospital. So a lot of, um, good collaboration goes there, but, um, where I was going with that, we would work a lot with Dr. Reed. He is good to send us. Um, we call him the Dr. Reed special. And a lot of you may be familiar with Dr. Reed. I'm trying to think of, I have the book that he wrote that's like this thick on my desk. And he's godfather of neurology and all things neuro to me. But he'll send us, we call them the Dr. Reed special. And what it is, is it's these horses and we've got all these fancy machines and we say, okay, well, 
you know, not right, but the myelogram, okay, it's normal. And the CT, now we can CT the neck and we see this 3D structure and we see all these things. Okay, it's still normal, but there's something not right still with that horse. And so a lot of that is um, they come in and we know this uh, neuromuscular control, these, we, we've got to retrain the body, sometimes strength conditioning, which you would think you fix the nervous system and then you get the strength. Well, sometimes you can get the strength and then it'll talk back oh, and, for, cool. and forth and you can work on proprioception and, and ways to reconnect the dots. And so we'll talk about some of the things so, that we so use for those. It cases. sounds like then, you know, like in humans, you go to the hospital and you have surgery and then depending on the type of surgery, they send you to the rehab facility mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. do all your exercises before they discharge mm-hmm. you. And so it sounds, it sounds yeah. to me like Spycoast is that piece for horses now, at least in the in the Lexington area where they're coming from the hospital and they can be discharged from there, but they're not ready to go home. Yeah. And why didn't that exist before? I mean, we just thought, oh, you go home and you okay, you're fine. And just, you know, here's your, your mom knows exactly what to do, even though and, she's never been trained. Yeah, exactly. Right. And there's, and, and then some of these issues, sorry, Chelsea, you can we'll be here for a second um, more and then we'll go out. But there are, um, I would argue some surgeries, if you're not going to do the rehab, why are you going to do the surgery? And I think we know that now that um, it's more important that we do the rehab and that we do um, strengthen these horses in people. And they, you know, they'll do a knee surgery, but all of your rehab is core conditioning and it's getting strength in your core because you're, you're going to just come back in six months with yeah. the same, you're gonna, now you're going to need a total knee, you know, whereas before you just needed a minor procedure, but um, we've got, uh, you, we let, okay. Some things I'd say, um, you know, in the equine industry, we're ahead of the game and rehab is one we've just been a few steps behind or this has been something, you know, with people that um, we go to a PT, we go to our physical, ther- physical terrorist and we do those things, you know, and, but it's like, man, this is like a, this is like a new thing in equine medicine, but it, it, it it's certainly relatively, in the United States. relatively yeah. yeah. Europe, I think was people a little ahead do. of us. Cause when I go mm-hmm. over there, they have mm-hmm. physical therapists for animals and horses and yep. So we're, yep. we're just starting to catch up on that now, but it's great to see mm-hmm. because, you know, it, if we really want these animals to perform optimally, we really have to look at this stuff and make sure that they mm-hmm. do have the fitness level, that they do have the proprioception, that they do have the core stability. Mm-hmm. I mean, all those things, mm-hmm. because we're asking so much more of them. So, you know, this totally makes yeah. sense. And um, I know yeah. that there are a few other facilities around the country and I think yeah. more and more are coming along. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then that, that's what I love because then when I sit down and I make a discharge and I, you know, I'll say, Hey, be really nice. If you could just continue at least like once, once a week on you know, the water treadmill and I can put in the protocol and they're like, Oh yeah, there's one down the road and we can shoot oh, that awesome. and we can do that and kind of continue some of the things, you know, that we were doing here. So, you yeah. know, fabulous. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Are we ready for a tour? Mm-hmm. You ready? Yeah, oh, excited. Let's yeah, let's go. So, all right. I'm glad we don't have to go outside. <laughs> and we don't. It's all inside. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're in for a treat. So we'll go on, um, in through our office, and I have earplugs in. So just let me know how the sound is, because when we go outside, it might get a little noisy, um, especially with the the rain. Um, but first stop is going to be. Um, where all the magic happens. Um, but I think I first want to just go over, you know, 
okay, a horse comes into the rehab, what, what then, what do we do? So the first thing I'm going to do, well, hey, we're going to take pictures and we want to see, um, you can, there are visual differences in a horse when you work on the core and all of you guys know this, the work just lost with the you. Surefoot system. We're back. We're, um, let me just oh, see okay. if I can get this to be full screen. Hang on a sec. Okay. Uh, yeah, sure. full screen. There we go. Full screen. Okay. Uh, folks, I made that full screen. Hopefully that's working. Okay. And if it's, and we'll see too, if it's our, um, just let me know if you're having difficulty with it and then it may be our Wi-Fi in here. We can go back in the office if we need to. Um, how is it, Wendy? Can you hear? Um, it's good for me. I, somebody just, okay. you still see both of us. Well, why is that? Because on my screen, I don't see both. Hang on. Let me see what my set of view. Let's see, speaker view, gallery view, full exit, full screen. Show no. Follow host view. Hang on. This is I'm new. Follow. Oh no, because speaker. I'm trying to do speaker. Done. Oh, done. Okay. I mean, it just took a little lag time, and I'm just going to close that up, and hopefully, I got it. Okay. Okay. All right. Cool. So, um, all right, a horse comes in to our rehab. What are the first things that we're going to do? So I want any objective measurements possible. I want things that I'm not just using my subjective judgment if it's getting better or not. Um, so what are those tools? Well, some things are very simple. It's like our scale over here that I'm not going to get on, but you'll have to trust me that it works really well. Um, you know, some horses come in and you would look at them and say, that is the ideal weight. I don't want to venture from that. And so I know objectively what is that weight. And we can just check in every now and then. And Alicia, my barn manager, who's amazing, um, incredible, literally the whole team here. And Alicia worked for Wayne Lucas. I mean, details are, are her thing. So she'll say, hey, you know, this horse, is he getting a little on the thin side? Listen, we can just come in here away and we know exactly if we lost weight, if we gained weight, where are we with that? Well, here comes um, one of our young horses um, out of the blue. She's coming in for a little fitness training. Um, so in a little bit, we'll get to see her work on the water treadmill, which will be a treat. Um, so here's some other tools. Um, you can come a little closer that I'm going to use. Say we're look working on range of motion and a joint. This is a simple goniometer. We're just taking simple measurements and we can work. And sorry, Wendy, just because I can't see you guys, you can still hear and see okay? Yes, it's good. Okay, sweet. Um, so we had a really interesting case and it was a terrible, um, it, was a, it was a laceration on the dorsal aspect of the knee. Um, and I mean, the horse could not, there was absolutely no bend through the purpose whatsoever. I mean, a direct, I mean, it was a 180. Um, and it was interesting to follow because we get a lot of extra range of motion when we go in the water treadmill every week. It was so cool. It was like 10 degrees on the dot, literally every week. I was like, the next week I was like, no way. And then it was like on the dot, 10 degrees. So we could follow that. I don't think I would have been able to, or I wouldn't have been able to see that every week, the change in just 10 degrees, but I could measure it. And so we got excited and we kept going and you can tell you know, your client, Hey, we're getting, you know, this amount and they can kind of maintain that excitement because it's, it's small, it's incremental and that's, that's rehab. And that's the world that we live in. So if I can show that data, I think I can keep people in the program for longer and longer. Um, here's another simple tool. Come on, right. Just measurement. I have a really 
have a huge leg in here right now, massive cellulitis. I mean, she just, it's big. So um, we measure her because it's really hard and the, the water treadmill is just gonna start too. So if it gets too loud, let me know when we can move. Um, but it um, is a, a simple tool right here that we can measure and say, is it getting better? Is it getting worse? What is it doing? Simple, simple, simple things. These are things you guys can use at home too for all of it's like, convince yourself I mean your eye you know or if you're like me and you're the optimist you're like oh yeah it's better is it really better or not um here's a machine that we use that is you know just for veterinarians but this is something really nice it's called um equinosis lameness locator um thank you Dr. Keegan for this awesome piece um uh, of equipment because I use it uh just daily um these are little inertia sensors so these are just kind of like what you might have in your uh, what you do have in your cell phone and you know measures when you you or my watch right like i can tell you how many steps that i've taken over the course of the day so that's what you got here inertia sensors and then you have a little gyroscope that goes on the front leg and then we can measure and we get an actual score that we're following. And, and here's an anonymous subject here that you can just take a look at. And so we were following a right front lameness. We have a Q score here of 20. This little like gray circle in the middle is a threshold of eight and a half. So we're on, you know, we got some right front lameness going on here. And we got a little compensatory left hind lameness going on. Um, you know, law of sides. I think uh, it's a nice, a nice way to look at that. If I needed to block it, I'm going to use this. But also, if I'm just going to watch the horse, like here, let's go. Here's the date the horse comes in. You know, 11 18 2020 with a right hind lameness, pretty significant. We have Q scores that we follow down here, and then we'll do that again when they exit. And hopefully, that looks a lot like this. You know, here we are exiting on January 12, 2021. And that right hind looks a lot better. Now visually, I can tell you this way, she couldn't even see it. It was a very mild Q score, but you could still see somewhere. It's still picking up some. So, you know, it also would help as we do serial um, uh, check-ins on these horses about monthly, really, just to see and make sure we're headed in the right direction because, okay, I could grade, you know, this is a, a, a grade three out of five, say. Um, and I look at him the next month, okay, he's better, but it's, it's still grade three out of five. So how do I quantify that? How do I, how do I, how do I talk to the veterinarian about that? Um, and a lot of veterinarians in the field are, are used to this um, and some are not, and they're very willing to look at it or some don't, don't care at all. And they just, um, but it, that's just where we can offer all different, all different avenues. Again, any way we can measure something objective um, is really key. So maybe we'll go over and take a look um, at Bridey and the water treadmill. We can talk about a couple of our um, big machines that we have in the room. So uh, this one, the water treadmill that Bridey is in right now is um, a cold salinated uh, water. It's about 45 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's pretty chilly. You wouldn't want to hang out in there all day long. Um, but, uh, you know, we can alter a lot of things and she's so good. This, this, this person is got a head of gold. So we're going to go up pretty close and I'm going to let you just take a look. Morgan, we're going to 
take a look here. We can change all of these parameters. So we've got water, we've got speed, we've got an incline, we've got time. So we can change each one of these. Just one thing, like if I could hone in on one thing with you guys in rehab, you know, change one variable at a time. Okay, work on your water level, getting it higher. Work on your your you know distance or on your you know or add an incline so that you know if that horse takes a step back next week when i look at him again we can say oh you know what we added a 10 percent incline um maybe we need to go back and we're going to take that away we're going to take a step back um so yeah come back and let's take a let's just watch brighty on the uh water treadmill i think it's it's really interesting to watch um these horses and this is what we have to do with each and every case because we have some good data to suggest in horses especially in the disco limb if we're working on range of motion and different joints what water level we want to be at but at the same time you need to watch very carefully how they move through the water because i had one jumper she would come and without fail every stride she lifted those knees I and mean, she almost had her feet out of the freaking water we had to take this bar down in the front because she would hit it and uh, anyhow she just broke all the rules that um that they're supposed to go by so then kind of come to the side too here chelsea and i i think it's really neat to watch um the top line work over the back and you can see the epoxial muscles engage and how much flexion we get at that lumbar area we do know also from some nice studies if we would like you know, more flexion kind of, I mean, a little bit earlier in the thoracal area, in the, in the thorax area versus in our lumbar area, what water levels we're going to choose um, for that. And then let's go back to the to behind her too, and we'll just let them see um, her move through the water. And come on, I mean, how clean is this water? I mean, and that is thanks to our students. Maddie's on the back there. She's a student from SUNY and Morrisville are rehab interns spending some time with us. And, um, you know, we get these we get these guys right in here and they get to come and learn with us and um, get their hands dirty and wet and all that kind of good stuff. But, um, you know, a lot of places they'll use a diaper here. We just we have somebody catch, but we also it's a driver. It's somebody to move the horse forward. Um, OK, sometimes they get a little tired and salt back. Some are just lazy and they have no work ethic. So we need somebody. You can see over here that she's got a little crop on the side and we can use if we need a little um, a little bit of uh, encouragement. Bridie does not. She's got an incredible work ethic. Um, but see how big this is too. And we just allow for nice free movement. I mean, she really, if she wants to use her head and neck, she can use that and find them, moves and engages underneath her. I don't think we're going to see her on an incline, but when that happens, I feel like you get even more engagement through the hind end and um and some nice ls um flexion uh, it's just yeah no i mean if i had one thing i had to take away from the rehab and i could only have one tool in here i kind of might it might be our um I, yeah it would be our water treadmill so the other one um across the way we usually have two going at the same time they like to work together um, and this one is a warm water treadmill and it is uh, not salinated. So um, if you think about cases um, that might come to mind that you would want to use warm, it might be arthritic cases, older horses, you want a little more range of motion. 
um i mean come on there's like not a bit of rust on there too i think our team needs a shout out for helping these things stay um and our maintenance guys as well uh for making these run um so well but uh the the warm you know also as we get the water up really high some horses that 45 degrees is really cold and when it's hitting their belly they're not appreciative i mean you can see on Bridie, it's oh, she's playing now. She says, "Is this fun?" They really like it. I mean, look at her expression. It's uh, it's not one of like um, boredom. <laughs> it's one of like, "Come on, guys, let's go." Well, it's um, kind of like being so. at the beach where they get to go in the in the <laughs> ocean, right? I know it's so you know, that. And to me, if I'm talking to somebody and I'm like, "All right, this is what it would feel like: go in the ocean." and go kind of like mid thigh and walk and do your exercise through the water. I mean, wow, that's a workout. And then, if, you know, if we're really getting fitness on these horses with the incline, you know, go walk that uphill. Um, it's tough. And uh, anyhow, so yeah, she says it's fun. So we'll go over here that we have a spa as well. Um, so we'll use that and more acute injuries. It's uh, 35 degrees Fahrenheit, very, very cold, very hyper, hyper salinated. It'd be like in the Dead Sea where you kind of pop up and float out, float up on top of the water. It's that kind of pressure. And you want that to get those lymphatics pumping up and back to the heart. So if you have an injury with heat and the lower limb, um, you know, you'll get it just above the area um and you uh you you'll get the benefit of the cold you get the benefit of that salt for drawing out um and the pressure so you kind of have those three um those three nice um uh things working together and so this would be used more in the acute phase of an injury where we still have some heat we still have some swelling um, it, you know, there's, there's various things that we'll put in here. Epiphysitis, we get, you know, we have, we're in Lexington. So we have a lot of, um, sales prep for thoroughbreds. Um, they get epiphysitis, kind of some swelling at the knee, um, or joints, and they want to suck that down. And this is a nice modality for that and calm those things down. Um, but, uh, that's, that's the spa. Um, we'll go on out. Um, to to the ring and I got some stuff to show you guys uh when we get out when we get out there the place but, is um, absolutely spotless okay right and that is Alicia and that is that is you know Lisa also our owner she she wants things she said she does uh oh we're losing you a little bit on the wi-fi oops we lost you Oh, you know, dear. poop and urine, it's going to be all. You're breaking up a bit. And it shows. Um, so I have some, some things out here and I have a horse um, on the vibe plate that you can. So we have a, a full stall vibe plate um, with a solarium on top, which um, you know, we use a lot. I know that there's uh you know, it's interesting. And I wonder if anybody out there has done the same. I used to do um, these exercise programs and it was a, a whole body vibration. And you would do, um, you would do your, 
plank, you would do your static exercise, you would do just uh, plyometrics and whatever on your whole body vibration. And um, I've never been so sore. Here's what's happening, you know, in the people and what we found with working out on these is you're, you're constantly, those little vibrations are constantly throwing you off. And this may ring a bell, right? A little bit kind of like your sure foot is this, this sense of balance that you're continually having to regain. Um, and so with that, uh, you know, in addition to your, to your exercise, um, I've never been so sore. So then I, I was, kind of, I was a believer. And then there is some good evidence and people and our multifidus muscle is my favorite muscle. Mm, I don't know if you guys too. talk about the multifidus <laughs> muscle at all, but it is, it is my favorite muscle. Um, it's, it's the backbone, you know, it's the backbone y'all. It's like, it's our posture. And so in people, we know how important posture is. What does that mean in a horse? When do we talk about, I mean, I'm sure you guys probably talk about posture, but I feel like it's something we don't, we do not discuss enough. It's just, what is this horse's posture? Just standing there. Um, we, we talk about that. I mean, people get your shoulders back, stand up straight, sit up straight. We know, you know, what happens when you slouch. Um, it, it, you know, that even has repercussions in your mood. Like how, how does that happen? Does that happen in our horses? Um, interesting, you know, questions to ponder, but um, you know, we've done some, so and when do you, I don't know, maybe people have done this too, but use um, the sure foot on top of our vibration plate. Because to me, what it, what it simulates a little bit is when I did the workout on the full floor vibration pad and you do a stability, like a plank position or um, you do your plyometric, and you're just starting to stabilize, it makes it that much more difficult and that much more engagement in your core. And that's at the end of the day, what we're talking about with a lot of these modalities, even that, even that cold water treadmill, there's resistance, yes, but where is that? We're working our core in a way that we can't do with our body, that we can't do um, in a lot of other ways. So, um, you know, it's interesting, we talk about our injuries, but maybe we'll talk about here, and I do with the students a lot, is, is is how we can how we can make a stronger horse in the end so that that injury is protected um how do we make that neuromotor control such that the body knows uh oh you're outside of the normal range of motion whoa, 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 whoa let's protect that and that's only when your neuromotor control is very acute and very good and very active so these are just tools that we can use. So you all are very familiar. We do. We use the sure foot. We absolutely do. Um, and that is why we have so many students that come in here because this takes a while, right? I mean, this is why I think that your that the sure foot folks are that engaged in their horses because it's time and it's and it's rewarding, but it takes you just got to keep at it. It's not an instant um, satisfaction. Um, and then the horse takes this foot off here and then they take the foot off here and then you come back. But then, you know, the gals come to me they're like, yeah, you know, that horse and we could never get him on, you know, all four. He just stands there and he loves it now and he'll just hang out and then they, and they change him up. And so they go from the firm and they get him onto the medium and then they begin from the medium to the soft. And then I call these the Madonna boobs. What's the real, <laughs> what's the real? I'm sure there's another name for them, but, um, pods. we call them pods. <laughs> And then, okay, so we graduate the Madonna boobs, um, but it, yeah, it's uh, it's really it's really really cool. And in dog stuff, you know, looking at a lot of the rehab that they'll do as well, and Bosu balls, and they have those little dogs. And I can't 
figure out quite how to do this with the horses, but they have like all four feet, you know, on the BOSU ball. And man, think about the core engagement and that is just so cool. And Chelsea behind your small animal, she's shaking her head. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so some other tools. So, you know, when I have the horses um, on our on our Surefoot pads, um, I got to put a plug in for Narelle and um, Narelle Stubbs and Hillary yeah. Clayton. Yeah. So, you know, they all get this, um, they all have to look at this before, and then we go over, um, you know, the stretches and the physiotherapy and the um, PT that we're going to do with a particular horse. Um, and now we'll do these once no, we do these static, we do these, you know, first without the pads. And then once the horse is ready, um, because we have on average, the horses stay with us when we looked at our, our numbers um, a couple years ago, it was about 88 days. And I think that's a little bit of a testament to like, we can, sh I can show them, I can say, look at the progress we're making. And I can say, you know, here's objectively how we're progressing. And they say, yeah, okay, we'll keep going, you know? And that's, um, I think that's a really helpful, that's really helpful to anybody out there, you know, just to measure and you'll keep yourself motivated. Um, some other tools, we've got some weighted boots here. I mean, you know, okay, there's, there's a place not for these and there's a place for these. And so none of these are we going to discuss today when to use and when not to use, but I'm just showing you all the tools that there are. Um, and there are, uh, you know, there are some interesting uses and um, especially when I'm, tr I'm trying to um, get more out, um, you know, I want a horse to just go different. And, you know, I will say, we've had, um, we've had a series of Frisians. I think this is kind of interesting and I'm kind of putting it out there too, that if anybody else has had this experience, there's like a study or something that needs to happen, but we've had, um, several Frisians that have come in and they all have the same complaint. And the complaint is that, um, they, they won't canter. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a very interesting, like specific, um, thing that uh you know one to say a lot of you know, we get lots of horses to come in and they won't go forward or they won't do, you know x they or they limp on this leg or they do but not a specific won't counter and to have three um you know that would come in frisian specifically that won't counter anyhow so you might want to just change up a way of going a little bit and um, we'll try different things so one of those may be using the weighted boots another one is um Oh, are we at 152? Wow, I got like eight minutes, Wendy. Okay, it's okay. You can go over. We don't mind. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this okay. is really fun. Um, so we, um, so yeah, the Equicore as well. You know, the really great, the really cool thing we have. Okay, I've talked about an amazing team. Um, so I have a rider that comes in the morning, and she, um, I need that feedback from a rider. Uh, um, a lot of rehab places, you know, they offer a lot of things up until the point of riding and then you go home and you do that piece. And I think it's really nice to integrate that in while we're still doing the water treadmill and we're still doing our physiotherapy and we're still we're doing the laser, we're doing um, all these different things. And then we can bring in the riding piece as well. And um, so this is one tool that we'll use a lot when we um, have them in, in, in riding work. But, um, you know, I mean, I think that you know, just a plug for, for the rehab, that is a nice piece here to be able to do is to, um, you know, essentially get a horse back at whatever level, you know, they expect they want to go back to. 
is the hope, right? I mean, we're we're following an organic process here, so it's it's a it's not always linear, and the rehab is not always linear, and so. Um, but that, uh, these are some of these tools. Let me talk about that real quick. Cause I think it's really good to think about simple things that you do a lot because these are things that we would do. Okay. Three, four, five times a week. And you do for 15 minutes here and 10 minutes there, but here's something you do. Okay. Twice a day for a lot of our horses, they come in here. What are they doing? They're just hand walking, right? Okay. Well, let's think about that even more. What kind of surface are you hand walking on? So, you know, we, we work with Bill Haw out of iEquitech, T-E-K-L-L-C. It's awesome, awesome guy. You guys would, and that's another, that's a whole nother webinar you guys need to do with Bill because he's obsessed with footing and how it interacts with the horse. Um, so he comes and he measures and we do this all over the farm. It's not just in our rehab, um, but I think it's got an especially important factor here. So I know what surface I'm putting these horses on. Okay, so you can see this horse actually is walking on our hard surface. So we have um, about 10 feet in, it changes, and I'm going to walk through. You're not going to know <laughs> the wave, Ronnie. <laughs> Ronnie says, hey, guys. Um, so, all right, so walking right on here, this is our hard surface if I want um, a horse navigating that. And then we've got, and you can even see in the dirt if you could show our deeper, um, a more schooling type surface too might be something we want the horses walking on. Now, what I'm not doing, I don't want the horse walking on the same thing all the time either, right? You want um, adaptation is so much a part of rehab as well as using different kinds of surfaces. And so eventually the hope is that, you know, I have the rider and she can go out and hack around the farm and she can get these horses on different types of surfaces um, that should and should include asphalt, that should include soft surfaces, that should include, they should be able to navigate all of those. So do that first in this kind of controlled, oh girl, show us better than that. <laughs> um, and now we'll take a peek out here because another cool thing, um, Bill and I and, and uh, Jake here on the farm have worked on is, um, you know, getting different therapeutic and diagnostic surfaces, things that um oh good it's not raining too bad so um you know okay you got a now i got a really hard surface right here right i mean now we could really okay do i diagnostically this is nice maybe therapeutically too i want to use a hard surface that we can that we can walk the horse on we also have um a very deep call it the sand pit so this one is used um, under my direct supervision, it's not that we're just going to throw horses into the sand pit, but this is where we're going to get some really good fetlock extension. We're really going to get some good foot engagement. It's deep, um, but so okay, you're not going to jump in this. You're not going to gallop a horse through this, but you certainly could say, hey, you know, now I'm going to prescribe 10 passes through the, the sand pit. Um, <laughs> I think Bill's going to cringe if he listens to this and hears me call it the sand pit. But, um, but essentially that's uh, just a different surface for the horse to navigate. Um, adaptation through the tendons, just stretching, um, getting some more of, uh, in a different way, in a different, in a different way we're using um, the horse um, and, their, and their way of going. So in all of our rings, you know, we, we know very well, um, uh, you know, how, how they measure according to all of Bill's fancy equipment that he uses and he graphs them all out so we know um, and we can follow trends and, uh, and we really, I can't 
and really to make that a part of our rehab protocol and our process that we should be thinking about um, you know, where the horse is going. Um, we'll go, okay, so I guess, Wendy, I'll ask you if you would prefer we could go in and just, I've got you know our modalities. I was just gonna show the laser echo. I could go through those quickly or we could just go right to- Oh, sure, of, why not? questions and things okay well, you know, cool. I love it you're like let's, let's do this, it all. this is like one of the most let's fun webinars it. we've done having this tour I'll tell you yeah oh cool I know I was like you guys are gonna get way more like seeing this place than you are me going through a boring powerpoint and just talking so okay yep for sure we'll come back here all right, Wendy, are we getting you back? Hopefully we will get you back in the office. So um, cool. So I just set out some of our, um, you know, therapeutic uh, tools that we might use in an injured horse, you know, with a tendon injury or um, any number of musculoskeletal lesions. Um, and so some of these you'll may be familiar with um, and some you may not, but this one um, is uh, the MagnaWave. And oh, yeah. so if you think about any of these, you know, when I talk about just at the most basic level, we are just, all of these are energy. All of these different modalities are just energy that we are presenting to the body. And you say, wake up, come on, like mitochondria, like, come on, spit out some ATPase and get these good things going and gene transcription and get these good proteins pouring into the body. And so a lot of times, you know, we get kind of caught up in like, Oh, oh, is this, you know, better or is that one or this one? And, and at the end of the day, I, I do think there are some that I'll choose over others for particular injuries. But again, we're just asking, it's presenting energy. Okay, this one, all right, let's talk about the energy and the, and, and the magna wave. It's pulsed electromagnetic field therapy. It's electromagnetic energy. All right, let's go around to like the ultrasound, what is just energy in the form of an ultrasound wave. Okay, so it seems really complex. Let's go on to shockwave, because that one, everyone's like, whoa. But I mean, the only thing we know about shockwave, everybody that's ever been in a barn um, the, in the showgrounds, uh, you know, they hear it. So it's sound, it's just sound energy and saying, come on, come on, wake up, wake up, heal, heal. Um, and then we come over here to our laser and we have um, two forms of, of laser. We have uh, class four. So this big guy um, is heavy and um, you have to use, you know, eye protection, um, but uh, is a class four laser. And then we have a class three, a nice kind of, you know, they both have benefits. This one's so nice and cute and small <laughs> and you can take it to the show and I really like it for horses that are really reticent to um, acupuncture with needles. And I can still actually, Chelsea got to do one the other day. I mean, bladder 54 was just insane. And the horse said, no, 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 no. It was too much, too much. The needle was too much. And so um, we could get out um, and do a little laser puncture. And he liked that. It was nice. I mean, acupuncture shouldn't, it shouldn't be a fractious event. It should be something you enjoy I enjoy it when I get it I want my horses to enjoy it as well so um so we just use the laser over bladder 54 instead 
and he really liked it. Um, so yeah, just, I mean, okay, again, I think we all get caught up but, and I just want to drive home the point of, you know, all of these modalities are just energy and putting that energy locally over an injury and saying, body, come on, like wake up, heal. Um, and, and it can, and it does a lot of times, which, you know, at the end of the day, and I say this, um, uh, a lot that, you know, since coming, um, to the rehab, I've injected just a fraction of the horses that I used to. And here it's just so cool to watch the body heal itself. And a lot of times, and I think it's good that I had, you know, in a, a time where I was at the shows and you were at the barns and you and you, you can see that side of it too. And there's certainly a place for that. Um, but then there's also a, a time and a place for rehab and to allow, you know, the body to take over. It's going to heal. It can heal. Okay. There's some that won't. Okay. I get that. But they're also, I'm also the eternal optimist. I can't do my job without thinking every horse that's going to come in here will go out better. I need to leave. I need, I need to pack it up and go if I'm um, you know, not optimistic about that, but, um, uh, unfortunately some won't, yeah, some won't, some won't get better. Um, but, I, anyhow, gotta be optimistic. But you're giving them the them. benefit of the doubt and that's what's gotta give them. That's what you gotta do for sure. And the tools that you can give, um, you know, to get back a better horse. Um, and so much of that, again, I just keep coming back to the core and, and we know that in people, we know that in dogs, we know that in horses as well. So super super important um yeah that is i think all i had for you guys um, this is just so. like i said this has been one of my favorite webinars because it's so cool mm -hmm. to actually have a tour and see all the things and just listen yeah. to you you are such a positive upbeat person that um mm -hmm. you know it comes through so strongly how much mm -hmm. you care and how much you really want to see horses mm -hmm. uh, get better um mm -hmm. and just I'm just, I've been smiling the whole time. It's been great. Oh, fun. cool. I can't see you. So that's so great. Chelsea, she's been smiling the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. It's awesome. really amazing. And so um, let me just see if I, I'll just um, switch back to gallery view here. If I can, we'll wrap this up. Mm -hmm. I got to figure out uh, gallery view. So yeah, no, yeah, I got to no, thank you guys too, for sure. This has been, it's fun for me to talk about what we do because you can see, I mean, I can't, I can't hide um, how much, how, how great this opportunity is and how grateful I am to be in it and, um, and work with amazing people. Um, and and just all the, the cutting courses. edge tools, you're really getting to see, you know, mm -hmm. what works, mm -hmm. what doesn't work and how to, how to combine mm -hmm. things um, yep. because you yep. have them all available. And then you can tailor a program specifically to any horse, given all the yep. things that you have. Which is yeah, you know, so I know, right? We don't have to deal with the issue of, um, of okay, I've just got a hammer, so we're just always going to use a hammer. I mean, we really, you know, if I'm just like, you know, the laser's just not cutting it. I just need to try something else. We can do that. So, you know, I want to really thank fun. you so much for making time to do this with us today. It's been mm -hmm. really fun. Mm -hmm. I so look forward to meeting you in person when I come out to conduct. Yeah. I know exactly. We'll have a lot awesome. of fun. So All that'd right. be great. Well, thank you so much for joining me and thank you everybody mm -hmm. for joining. And um, tomorrow I have Sharon Wilsey. So make sure you sign up for that one. She's always great fun. We have a lot of, a lot of good conversations and um, take care. And once again, Julie, thank you so much for sharing. your yeah. time. Thank you guys. Take care. Stay safe out there. Okay. Bye.